And welcome to another episode of the Philly Brocast. I am your host, Ryan. And I'm Ryan. What's up, bro? What's going on, bro? How are you tonight? Doing very well. How about yourself? Yeah, can't complain. It's Friday. Uh, week's over. We got Sixers playoff basketball on uh, Sunday. What's my? What's not to love? I don't know. It's exciting. Uh, I'm pumped. Seems like everybody's healthy, ready to go. I, I know uh, we'll get into any possible injuries or injury updates or anything like that, but uh, pretty excited. So it appears that we are going to be facing the Washington Wizards. Uh, we all know about Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, but let's be honest, they don't really have that much after those two guys. So um you know i think it's one of those situations of trying to contain uh both of them limiting them as much as possible uh but in all uh, you know when it's said and done this should hopefully be a, a pretty relatively easy series considering the sixers are a much better complete team yeah i agree uh one of the big things is uh for this team and for the expectations you really, you know, almost sweep or, uh, you know, just go forward in a, in a fashion of being a, a champion. And, you know, we really need to see that as, as Sixers fans, as basketball fans, um, you just really need to understand that this team is as complete, is as dominant as, as hoped, as advertised and, as uh, uh, as we got to see during a lot of the season. So this first series is huge. Um, I, I expect a loss, but, you know, anything more than a loss is uh, is a little concerning. Yeah, I, I kind of, when I saw that, um, you know, they were getting the Wizards, I, I said four to one. I think one loss is acceptable, nothing more than that. I think if, if two, you know, then maybe you start getting a little concerned. But, you know, obviously, if they, if they take it to seven, it doesn't bode very well. You know, I, I think there's a stat out there that um, Doc Rivers, of course, is the coach. But uh, the most games played uh, was 26 uh, that led uh, or that ended in a championship. And there's maybe one team that had 24 and the rest were, were well below that. So kind of taking care of your first and second round opponents are are pretty key to not only, you know, rest, but but just kind of uh, going throughout the this long process of playoffs to get to the finals and obviously win win in the end. So Yeah, so you were saying that the the team that did it was the Boston Celtics? Uh yes, under Doc, yes. Okay. Um I mean, yeah, it, it's like you said it's important for rest it's important for preparation um it's just one of those things that you you can't you can't value um home court advantage or a sweep more or really at all because simply you just have that advantage and i mean it's it's priceless it's something yeah. that you know we were hoping for all year, 
getting that number one seed, locking it in. And once we got it, it was that that breath of release or a breath of fresh air, kind of a release of of any angst that right. Sixers fans had because of how they were going. What's up, Eric? What's up, bro? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I hope uh, I hope California is that where you're currently at. Uh, I hope California is treating you well. Uh, if you're not there yet, you're probably maybe in Denver. I want to say. Uh, so yeah, my uh, co-host uh, for the Football Smack Talk show is driving across the country uh, with uh, some of his cousins. Uh, long story short, they uh, they have a business and they were raffling off a car, and apparently the person who won the car was all the way in California. So I guess they had to go all the way uh, to Cali. But uh, good luck, brother. Uh, hopefully you make it back safe, obviously, and uh, we'll see what happens on uh, Football Smack Talk show on uh, Monday. Brian, maybe uh, maybe calling on you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. safe travels, Eric. Um, I mean, maybe he can check out the place we we might want to stay if he's in Denver. Yeah, there at least go. scope out the area. Yeah, yeah for the uh, the good old Eagle Strip. But uh, yeah, so so obviously Washington um, has kind of been a little bit of a hot team um, coming into uh, the playoffs. Um, with the new play-in series, it's kind of weird, and, and you know, I, I personally I don't like it. I don't know why you needed to change it up. I think it was doing just fine the playoffs without it. Um, you know, you have your top eight, and you go from there. I'm not sure why you needed to kind of have these play-in games, but you know, I'm sure money is driving that. And you know, God forbid you don't have a couple extra games to kind of throw in there, so. You know, just like NFL adding another game, it's all money driven. But uh, so yeah, so so it looks like we'll get the winner. Uh, you know, once uh, you know, if we defeat the Wizards, we'll get the winner of the Knicks and the, the uh, Atlanta Hawks, uh, which could be an, end up being a yep. pretty decent series. But um, what are your thoughts on? You know, I think everybody is mostly concerned about Milwaukee and. Uh, Brooklyn, who do you want to come into the Eastern Conference Finals should the, the Sixers make it that far? Um, I would rather see Milwaukee, personally. Um, I think we did pretty well against them this season. Um, I know we've had troubles with them in the past, but I just I think that they aren't as dangerous, I guess, as Brooklyn. And that's one of my concerns. Um, just to what you were saying, I couldn't agree more that the play-in is a money grab. Um, I didn't really understand why they would do something like that. That's and also, and also, it's it's one of those things where um, it actually didn't really help anything except for the marketing, the, the, the views and everything like that, because literally the one through eight ended up being the one through eight. Like the, the play-ins didn't make any difference, at right. least for the Eastern Conference. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't really agree with it. I don't like it, but that's, again, a, an opinion. Um, so basically what I'm hoping for is that you know, either the Knicks or Hawks, it really 
doesn't matter to me. Nope. I think we can beat either team. And then, you know, um, I would hope that the the uh, Bucks would beat the the Nets in their next round. So, yeah. See, I'm 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 okay with Atlanta or New York. I think the Sixers match up well against both of them, and I think that sh again shouldn't be a long series. Um, obviously, the the Eastern Conference Finals should it be Sixers and either Milwaukee or or, or Brooklyn. I just hope the two of them battle it out uh, in the semis and it goes seven games and every game goes into triple overtime and they're exhausted and they just come, you know, they just come tired and, 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 and beat up. And, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily scared of either team, but, you know, obviously I have my concerns. I think the Sixers could easily get beat by either one of them, but I also think the Sixers could easily beat both of them. You know, having that home court advantage, as you said, is really, really huge. They were amazing at home. They were amazing at home, and they were eh, on the road. So it would go to show you that, uh, you know, having this home court advantage uh, will will play a part in the Sixers moving forward. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of the hopes and keys is that, the other teams, whoever we end up playing, are just exhausted by the time they get to us. We have home court. We have everything set up for us to just succeed. So um, if uh, anybody who's watching can just let us know if there's a lag or if um, you're not seeing anything or hearing anything properly, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look at my phone We're right now. Some, I'm not really We're seeing some crazy anything. troubles on our end. So, uh, Chris, uh, yeah, I'm not really seeing anything personally. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything really on Facebook. I'm just gonna do this real quick to see how it looks, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's it's hopeful that we go into this and are healthy. That's the key. Everybody healthy. Yeah. Everybody ready to play and. That's the biggest part. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Chris, Looking good, though. For, uh, Chris, thanks for checking in. Uh, Chris, playing games, uh, playing gave more views. Since the NBA playoffs were historically down in 2020, I got to make up that money. Yeah, I mean, that that obviously makes sense. I mean, 2020 was a, was a weird year, the bubble, the bubble season. Um, so, yeah, it goes to show you, you know, a lot of, a lot of leagues, in fact, all of them were hit. Um, so I, that's certainly a motivator for these leagues to come up with new ideas to try and maybe make up that revenue. Although most of them make pretty good money uh, <laughs> as it is, so God forbid. But uh, Chris, with another one here, imagine if you will, for one second, lights go out, Undertaker music come on, and Sam Helke Henke is ready to raise the bell. Now, see, you got to save Henke for the Eastern Conference Finals. You gotta save Hinky for the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't want to waste that that electricity, electricity for for Sam Hinky ringing that bell. Um, that's actually that leads into a really good. Well, I would. God. Good. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, of, of who the who the bell ringers should be. 
it's you know it's a nice little tradition they have uh, for home games now. Uh, a lot of people have thrown you know names and ideas out there. Hinky being one of them, Brett Brown being one of them. Obviously the the normal you know the Iversons of the world, the the Barclays. Uh, you're saying no to Brett Brown. I could not agree more. I I don't want that juju on the team. We've moved on. Right. Yeah. Now, Hanky, on the other hand, I think would be insane. Hanky would garnish uh, just a, 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 a an insane fever at, at, at the uh, Wells Fargo Center. And especially if you hold that off until, like, Easter Conference Finals or even, you know, again, if we make it to the finals, uh, I would – it would be electric. Electric. Philly loves Hanky. I would say finals, and, and I would say that, yeah, I agree, Chris. No, no. Um, I would say that I'll throw in some musicians. You got to have, like, Meek Mill. You got to have Boyz to Men. Maybe if you can get Will Smith. Um, See, that, that doesn't you know, excite me. Why not? I don't understand why it wouldn't. Well, there are better options. You're going to need like, you know, probably 12 to 15 people ringing the bell, potentially. And you're going to waste one of those spots Hopefully. for Will Smith? What has Will Smith done in like the last 20 years? Please. Are you kidding me? Erroneous. Erroneous on all accounts. Wow, dude. Wow. I hope sorry. somebody from West Philadelphia, born and raised. I'm sorry. Comes I, you know, and lays you out on the court. I'm not saying he's terrible, but, you know, I don't think he makes the cut. Uh, Chris has a good good uh, Lakers, Sixers, Finals, Game 7 here. Vanessa Bryant ringing the bell. That actually would be pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. That would be but awesome. no, I, And I actually thought about that because – you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But if he was still alive, he would definitely be asked to come. Yeah. Um, but that's a little different. I, I don't, I don't know how that works for a basketball player who from Philly. spent his whole career in the Lakers. So right. I mean, if if the Eagles had a ring the bell situation or ceremony, I think he would do right. that. Yeah, like, I, I feel like his Lakers would blow him up if he actually came and right. rang the bell. Now, the if it wasn't Lakers, I'm good with it. I think I think he gets the pass, but I think I think somebody like a Bryce Harper would be awesome. Everybody loves Harper. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure somebody like a, a Jason Kelsey uh, would be a nice one. If I'm if I'm going with like cur current. Uh, full, you know, uh, players here. No one from the Flyers should even come close uh, to ringing the bell. Drew can. Now, Drew does nothing. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get that fever going of uh, the the crowd. They'd just be like, uh, "All right, cool." Yeah, because we're such a what have you done lately, city. Right. Yes, I agree. Right. But I'm like, not saying he doesn't long, deserve it. He deserves it more than Will Frickin Smith. Dude, why do you keep coming at Will Smith like that? He's an amazing actor. He's 
obviously a Philadelphia icon. I mean, sure. come on. I would rather see somebody like Sylvester Stallone ring the bell before Will Smith. That makes absolutely no sense. Rocky, bro. Rocky's more Still beloved. Then Will no. Smith, you need to check the temp of the Philly fans. I guarantee you that Will Smith. Will Smith should not be in the top 12 of Philadelphia icons to ring about. Now, Chris, I'll bring it up. Chris had one on here that I will absolutely agree with, and that's Nicky Foles. Nicky Six Shooter. That place would go nuts if Nick Foles came in and rang the bell. Yeah, absolutely. Nuts. Nuts. So I have him on the list. Uh, I would have AI, obviously. I'd have Barkley. Uh, I'd have Sam Hinkey, um, Bailey Cunningham. I, I'd, I'd put him up there. You know what's funny? Uh, when I was in Disney, I was wearing a North Carolina. Thank you, Chris. We agree a lot. Well, I, um, I'm just saying I'd rather have him over Will Smith is what I was saying, really. So I'm in line for Rock and Roller Coaster in Disney, and I'm wearing a number 32 North Carolina jersey. Okay. Who wore number 32 in North Carolina that became a Sixer? Um, you just said his name. I just said his name. You literally just said his name. Uh, no, I know I didn't. Billy Cunningham. Billy Cunningham? He wore number 32? The 76ers wore 32 when he played for North Carolina? I, I, I was unaware of that. Well, that's good knowledge idea. I was thinking like Antoine Jameson or something. for you. So, I mean, it was like Rashad McCants, uh, Billy Cunningham, a couple other guys, um, but mainly it was Billy. And I, you know, I'm walking through the line and somebody goes, and this person's wearing a Kobe jersey, and they say, Go Duke to me. <laughs> and I'm like, So I say to them, Go Sixers. And I didn't even want to get into it, but they were like, that doesn't make any sense. And it was like one of those where we're crossing lines like every like 40 yeah. feet. <laughs> and afterwards, like I didn't want to get into it and just be like, listen, dude, not only do you not know who Cunningham is and the relation to the Sixers, but how I can come at you for wearing a, a Lakers jersey with Kobe Bryant on it, not knowing that he went to Lower Marion High School. Like, that's the type of like stuff that I try and stick away from. But it's just funny sure. that you brought up Cunningham just because I was wearing that and said go Sixers, and the guy had no idea what I was talking some, about. Some people do need to be educated, Ryan. So that was a teachable moment that you should have uh, taken advantage of. It was say, right, here dumb. we go. Here we go. What what has Will Smith what? done? He's a minority owner of the Sixers. Get out of here. Get out of here. Who cares? I'll All right, so I'll be we're, not, owner. we're not only going to do Fresh Prince, his early and awesome rapping career. Um, mm, we'll do all the, 
all the incredible movies that he's been in throughout our entire lives. Okay, he's been in some. And if you want to say, and if you want to say lately, I mean, he's just essentially been in a remake of one of the craziest, like biggest movies of Disney in in Aladdin. That that remake was huge. It wasn't great, but it was huge. <laughs> and then, and he was in the. Chris, Chris, you just, Chris, no, you just want to I'm talk, talking you just about. Come on in. <laughs> I feel like we're just talking to Chris here. Let's bring Chris on in. Listen, if you want to talk about great movies like Pursuit of Happiness, talking about uh, actually, I've never, seen, I've never, I've never saw Pursuit of Happiness. I'm pretty sure he was up for an Oscar for that. Oh, I'm sure he was, but those those movies don't do anything for me. Well, that's not a a relevant point towards him being a Philadelphia icon. I'm not saying he's not an icon, and I'm not saying I hate Will Smith. I'm saying there are easily 12 more people, the more <laughs> deserving, and that would garner a much bigger crowd noise than Will Smith. Sorry, All right, this so was, this was been 20 years ago. You're absolutely right. All right, so for everybody watching and listening, we I I would love to hear Reese do the 12 better people right now, and then we'll get into like defensive matchups and some cool things about the Sixers. But I want to hear it right now. Who's your 12 you're, you're better people? That we're, the we're the cuff, huh? Right now, because I mean, you have no problem saying Will Smith off the cuff. When you haven't said anything else besides Allen Iverson or Jason Kelsey. Uh man. Okay. Um geez. Who uh That's what I'm saying. You could do Bradley Cooper. You could do Boyce to Men. You could yeah, do I, Bradley Cooper would be better than Will Smith. Kevin Hart yes. would be better than Will Smith. What is your what is your hate with Will Smith? Did he like oh, cut in front of you or did he steal your girl at a club? What happened? <laughs> uh, you know what? I didn't like how he, you know he never said anything to Uncle Phil when they always threw uh, Jazzy Jeff out the house. You could have just asked him to leave. You didn't have to throw him out the house. Just saying. Well, that's how no, Iverson Barkley, Hanky. Why? Why? Going in Charles Barkley. Like, I'm sorry, but he is not as beloved in Philadelphia as you may imagine. Better than Will Smith? <laughs> okay. Um, so that's four. I mean, if you want to throw in Bryce, Jason Kelsey, you, you're not going to get Nick Foles. I mean, his but Nick Foles, personal, okay. It doesn't matter who you're getting. Nick Foles has to be on that list. He would be, but Jason Kelsey would raise just as much of a crowd reaction as Nick Foles, guaranteed. No, no, no. Nick Foles can literally walk around Philadelphia butt naked, and absolutely people would love would that. Happen. And people would shower him with gifts and 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 beers, and nothing would be wrong. Nothing would be wrong. I mean, but yeah. obviously, you and many women would love to see that happen. Um, hey, wait a minute. But, but, <laughs> but seriously, 
you have to think that Jason Kelsey was just as much a huge part of that. I I agree. The Super Bowl, the uh, the everything. If Nick Foles ran against Jason Kelsey for mayor of Philadelphia, who do you think would win? Still Nick Foles. It'd be close, yeah. though. It'd be close. Wow. I disagree. Sorry. Jason Sorry. Kelsey still on the I understand that. But Nick Foles will always go down as, as <laughs> for a lot of people as the person who brought that us a Super Bowl. Regardless of whatever may be the truth or not, <laughs> Pat Burrell. Yeah, you'd have to stop drinking long enough to get there. Um, no, I, I think Kelsey and Foles. I think Kevin Hart would be great. Bradley Cooper would be great. Um, Questlove. As much as I'm a big fan of the Roots, I don't think he would be better than Will Smith. Eve. I don't think anybody remembers Eve. Uh, so no, uh, you throw in Iverson, you throw in Hinkie, you throw in, uh, Cunningham, uh, that's seven right there. You throw in Hoppe, you throw in hell, hell, you could even throw in JT. People love JT. Um, JT's huge. Sh Schmidt, he would never do it, but Schmidt, people love Schmidt, uh, in this, uh, in this town. Um, you know, Chris had mentioned, uh, Rollins or Howard, I think. I think Chase would probably be the guy out of those trio that I'd say would be the bigger crowd noise. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do, what do I got, like 11 or 12? Yeah, you're right around there. I would agree that, like, um, I would agree that, like, anybody from that Kizuna championship for the Phillies coming out would be huge. Yeah. I mean, even if you got Brad Lid to come out and ring the bell, people would freak. Chooch. Um, Chooch uh, and yeah. Lid. Okay. I mean, that's a good connection. I get it. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so you you kind of matched it up a little bit. All right, um, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it as long as I'm just saying. All right, moving on from the bell ringers. <laughs> cool. Let's get down to some business here because I've been very curious on the defensive side of our of our scheme of our sure our team itself. Um, we are second overall in the league behind the Lakers on defensive defensive efficiency. Excuse me. And no, two. Check your stats. Oh, maybe it's overall um, defense. Then. Yeah, overall defense is yeah. two or second. And we have just studs across the line. I mean, there has never been a team that has had their five starters all be in within the top 10 in defensive stats. So you got, I mean, Seth, Danny Green, Joel, um, Ben Simmons, and why am I drawing a blank? I, I knew I was going to. Thank you. So each one of them are within the top 10 in their position in defensive stats. Who is going to guard Bradley Beal and who is going to guard 
Russell Westbrook. So, so not only that, but you also have three players that could have honestly been. Uh, now, Ben Simmons was a, a, a you know, a finalist uh, for the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, but you also, like, if they stretched it out to five people, Matisse, Joel could have been in there. I mean, those three right there, defensively, are, are amazing. So I think it's it's imperative that you get Ben on Beal. And you neutralize Beal. Russell Westbrook's going to be Russell Westbrook. He's going to do his thing. You know, you, you hope that you can throw in Thibault there for some minutes, defensive minutes. Because outside of those two, they really don't have a lot of offense. So if you have Ben on Beal the entire game, and then you throw in Thibault for half the game onto Westbrook to try and slow him down slightly, I think that's enough of a recipe to shut down this Washington offense. They're not that good. Outside of those two guys, they are not good at all. So that should be your 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 focus. And I think yeah. Somebody like, uh, I'm going to say somebody like uh, Shake Milton in practice. Honestly, what I would do is I would take Shake Milton to be the Russell Westbrook and say, all right, we're going we're gonna to plan for Russell Westbrook. You're going to be Russell. You don't have to dribble. Just hold the ball and run around. To get them, because Russell Westbrook can just go anywhere on the, on the court. He, he's just that good. And have him literally hold the ball and just run around to to, to simulate how good uh, of an offensive player he is. So I think if they do that and they focus on those two, that's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah, I board. mean, it's it's definitely uh, – I hope so. I'll say Sixers <laughs> and five, but – um, one of the big things that I'm focusing on is uh, is Bradley Beal. And the yeah. reason being is because of him averaging almost 32 points a game. I mean, he's at like 31 and a half if you want to be like uh, exact. But that is a staggering number. Like not many people average 32 points a game, and that's impressive. Um, and that's, that's a huge defensive ask, not task, but ask yeah. for anyone. Oh, I, oh, I agree. I agree. Game. So someone like Ben, who is young and up to the challenge, or at least should be, um, is somebody that I think should be tasked for that. And then Matisse, yeah. who obviously is not a starter, will be able to come in, either relieve Ben or be on the floor with Ben and help out right. with Russell. Um, I, I, I believe that Ben's stature, his his length, everything matches up so well with Bradley Beal yeah. that it's going to be. That's why, that's why I didn't say to have him on Westbrook because I, I think it would – not that I don't think that he couldn't neutralize Westbrook to, to a, a degree – I just think that, you know, sometimes Westbrook, you know, goes off offensively and he'll score, you know, 40 points and get a triple-double. Uh, other times he's scoring 10 points and getting a triple-double. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I think... No matter what. I know, right? 
but I, I think I think it's Beal is is the key, and if he continues to play hot like he is, I think they'll play hot along with him. So I think if you you focus on him uh, and kind of let you know try to slow down Westbrook as much as you can, but really focus on on Beal and Ben to to say you know what, honestly Ben, I don't care if you shoot a jump shot. Honestly, Ben, I don't care if you score only 10 points. If you focus and shut down Beal to a point where he is just any other player, that's that's good enough for me. That's all I need from you, Ben. That's all I need from you. Joel and Toby are going to get theirs, and, and Curry and Green hopefully are hitting their shots. That's all we need. That's all we need. So that I agree with. One of the biggest concerns is our shooting consistency. Um, it's been a problem throughout the year. If we're not hot from the three-point line, especially with Green and Curry, um, and you, you know you can have Furkan coming in and doing some crazy stuff. Um, you can have Shake Milton come in and, and go off for some reason. Um, there's been a nice balance, and I love our deep bench, but uh, it's it's the consistency of those two main shooters that can really throw off the, the vibe of the team. Um, but what would never throw off the vibe of the team is Ben just focusing on defense because of his – it's not a lack of contribution for him and, and scoring, but um, – it's, it's one of the big things that you need to focus on because if he's going to expend his energy on defending someone like Bradley Beal, you're not going to expect much on the offensive end. So um, I'm fine with that, and that's why either Matisse or Ben, who aren't prolific scorers, are great for you know being a, a lockdown defender. Uh, Chris says a key to the Sixers' success will be having Seth or Tobias bringing up the ball instead of Ben. And I can agree to that to a certain point. Um, ben is a great facilitator, so it's tough to, to have um, Tobias or Seth be as productive as a facilitator as Ben. Uh, he's got great vision, but I can agree that either one of them would make a, a nice substitute if they're yeah. going to bring up the ball. Um, but then again... You know, sometimes a point guard can dribble the ball up to half court crossover and never touch the ball again. So that's yeah. that's one yeah. of the things with the NBA right now. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I, I just think um, you know, and and obviously the first game always sets the tone. And I think again, if if we're if they play it out like we're we're you know proposing. I, I don't see an issue with, with Washington. I think, you know, again, Beal and, and Westbrook certainly could have their game. You know, they'll go off for a game, and there's nothing you can do about it, even if, you you know, you, you have all your shit together. Uh, and that's probably how they're going to lose a game during this season, during this series. But outside of that, it, it, I, I don't I, – like you said, I think if they lose two, I'd be a little disappointed. Um, so – but so yeah, we both. I, I think we both said. Uh, I know I was kind of joking, but I think we both said Sixers and five, four games to one. Move on uh, to face the winner of the Knicks and the Hawks.
So we will see on Sunday. Uh, so we'll talk about it next week. Obviously, uh, what the next game is Tuesday or Wednesday? I thought I saw like a pretty um, gap. Okay. Definitely, no, it was Wednesday. Because I would have yeah, thought it's... the next game would have been Tuesday, but they stretched yeah. it to Wednesday. So by the time we go on air, we'll have two games under our belt and hopefully uh, two wins. And we can kind of, uh, you know, break down uh, the wins there and, and what went right and what, what went wrong and how they can improve and all that good stuff. So go Sixers, playoff time, baby. Get excited. Uh, before we do get on out of here, I definitely want to talk a little bit, Phil's, um, as um, – as Chris just uh, uh, let us know, uh, they are losing two to nothing. Um, they are playing the freaking Marlins, or is it the Marlins still? Well, yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I'm just talking about the the past game. Losing always Currently, to the Marlins, uh, and how we we somehow can't figure Currently. out the Marlins, even though they're just not a great team, but they just have our number. Yeah, huh? always. Uh, yes, always. They are playing the Red Sox right now. Uh, yeah, that's but what I with, with the with the Marlins, they have a, an incredible pitching staff that they I do. did not expect form the way they have, and it's been, I mean, remarkable to watch. Even though they get like zero run support, these guys <laughs> are throwing ninety-seven <laughs> and literally paying. The strike zone. I mean, painting it with a fine, fine brush. But it's it's incredible to see and watch. Um, I, I loved the game on, I think it was Tuesday night, with Zach Wheeler pitching a gem. Yeah. And then he goes out. You know, we're down three to one. And then we just rally. Oh, yeah. That know, was, that so was much a fun. Great game. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. You know, it's always good to see them get hits in bunches and get runs in bunches because it's so far this year, they have been very inconsistent offensively. Um, but still like, you know, as, as much as you kind of hate to see those ups and downs, I'm glad that those ups are still there because a lot of times, you know, they'll get a hit here, hit there, and they can't even bunch anything together for like a game or two. And they're only just winning games because of, you know, hopefully our pitching and, Maybe you know jacking one out out of the park uh, or two. So you know it's good to have those nice high uh, scoring innings there, and just hope that you can have more of them and spread it out a little bit throughout a game. So and, you know, and and it doesn't help that everybody's injured now too. Yeah, I mean JT <laughs> being out, um, Bryce being yeah, yeah, yeah. in a bad spot. Yeah, so. Uh, I appreciate you talking some Phillies just real quick. I know uh, we're going to get out of here just because of a tight schedule we have. Tweet. Um, tweet. Very tweet. But my trivia question was going to be the Billy Cunningham stat, but since it came up and since, you know, it was relevant at the time. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I effed that up. But I will give you a trivia question. How many years did Cunningham play for the 76ers? I have no idea. I'm going to say 11. 
17. <laughs> see, what do I know? Holy crap, yep. really? Yeah, see, yeah, I, 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 I'll be the first to admit, I, you know, obviously I'm well aware of, of Billy Cunningham, but, uh, you know, I was too young and I, I didn't really see a lot on him growing up. So um, he kind of is like that. I am well aware of him far off person. You know what I mean? Kind of like almost like almost like Schmidt in a way, you know, like Schmidt is considered one of the you know greatest third basemen of all time, you know, one of the greatest Phillies of all time. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I was just a kid when he was still playing. And, you know, I sort of remember, you know, some some stuff about Schmidt when I was real little, but it, it, again, it's kind of that removed, uh, you know, person that I only really know from just watching all, you know, clips and, and looking up stuff. So, um, you know, I I grew up, you know, with with those early '90s Phillies, those awful, awful early '90s Phillies, uh, and that's kind of my memory starts there. So, same thing with the Sixers. You know, that, that Bar you know Barkley, the end of Barkley is kind of. Uh, the, you know what I remember, as far as my like earliest memories of like you know really being into the Sixers. So uh, yeah, just a, another quick, quick opinion, quick thing to say. Charles Barkley's a, a clown, and I don't know why anybody would like him. Uh, okay, you you have your weird uh, Barkley hate. I apparently have my weird Will Smith hate, and. That's what we do on the broadcast. We have weird hate. Hey, 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 uh, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter at Phillyverse4133, uh, Instagram at Philly underscore verse. Uh, and you can check us out on Twitch. Appreciate the Twitch uh, love uh, coming in today. Uh, I believe we are, what, Philly underscore verse on Twitch as well. Uh, but don't forget, we have a lineup of shows, seven total shows in the Phillyverse podcast network. Uh, so we obviously have the Philly Verocast uh on fridays monday is the football smack talk show with myself and cross country driving eric uh tuesday uh tuesday actually we don't have anything right now uh wednesday we have the bald eagle podcast who is such a great uh philly eagles show uh and then wednesday uh is also mike sports uh which is an all football show thursday is tendies on patterson a uh, a flyer show, and then at the TLC podcast uh, wrestling show. In fact, I should probably put this up so everybody can follow along. Uh, and so that's Thursday. And then obviously, uh, I already mentioned our show. So check us out. Uh, take a listen. We're on YouTube as well, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, all the all the Twitches and everything else. So. Check us out, uh, support the show, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a share, um, all that stuff, whatever the social media tells you, you just boop, 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 hit them off. So. <laughs> but uh, that's it for us. Ryan, you got anything to add before we pop on out of here? Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. 
Um, we'll tune in next Friday because there's going to be a lot more to talk about with the Phillies and the Sixers. And we get some more uh, Eagles going on. Um, yeah, we didn't even mention the Eagles, which is a rare yeah, for us. Uh, so. Or uh, Josiah. Yeah. Well, we'll break down Kerrigan and, and carry on Johnson uh, next week. So, um, but uh, yeah, when yeah. Somebody, I mean, when someone says that, that Will Smith is not a Philadelphia icon, then it brings up like a twenty-minute argument. So. I didn't say that. All right. Well, on that note, Ridiculous. we're going to get on out of here. Uh, I'm getting shellacked here. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, supporting the show. We love doing it. Uh, we're doing it for you guys, all the Phillies fans, 444 Sports fans. So appreciate the love and the support. Uh, give it a like and share it on Facebook to all your friends. That really does help us out. Uh, but that's it for us. We're going to get on out of here. I got some food going uh, and uh, got to drink some beers. Start up the weekend, right? So for the Philly broadcast, I'm Ryan. And I'm Ryan. Yeah, Peace, bros. All right, everybody. Have a great night. And go Sixers. Go Sixers. Go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs>